Chapter Three of the Pathway of the Pioneer. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Pathway of the Pioneer by Dolph Willard. Chapter Three. There may be heaven, there may be hell. Meantime, there is our earth here. Well, Robert Browning. The naming of Flair Caldecott was on this wise. A certain editor, in referring to her, said, "Oh, Miss Caldecott has what the French call le flair." she knows the direction of public taste almost before it comes it is a good gift for a journalist she had up till then signed her copy f caldecott nor did any one know or care what f should stand for in the trade she was mistakenly recognized as a man many editors never setting eyes on her to the end and continuing their error through a certain quality in her work which was never feminine but that section of the press which knew her as a personality adopted the word in default of a better transcription and she became flair caldecott to them until the inverted commas were lost and she was flair caldecott to the inside as well as the outside world she came from nowhere and her existence was bounded exactly by what news ultra knew of her she lived in two little rooms at the top of a gaunt building off duncannon street strand with an occasional reversion to the big one used for the meetings of the society she had no ties beyond news ultra and her possessions when she died amounted to twenty pounds in the post office which buried her and certain trifling profits from two volumes of short stories the only books she ever published these went to alma who also inherited her personal belongings and if among them she found any private information concerning flair she never spoke of it mrs bonnet was caretaker in the gaunt house which really belonged to a company which some day intended taking possession of the whole premises for an elaborate scheme in trade but at present were so entangled in law that it seemed a remote possibility mrs bonnet cooked for flair and occasionally dusted her rooms but as flair was liable to fits of ferocity if a paper of her innumerable belongings were moved there was small inducement to the woman to attempt much order as she as caretaker forced her employers to pay inhabited house duty she saw no reason against subletting the attics though she warned flair that when the company's affairs were straightened out they might both of them have to go at a minute's notice flair took the risk and lived there for some years a few forlorn firms of the photographic plate or architectural association type using the intermediate floors by day she rarely encountered the clerks on the dirty staircase and as the downstairs room remained sacred to the packing cases and news ultra she was content one strong reason for her remaining was an urgent one almost incomprehensible to any one but news ultra the luxury of cleanliness the house off duncannon street had originally been built for residence and not offices and the dressing-room used by news ultra at their meetings was also a bathroom why it had been placed on the ground rather than the upper floors was a mystery probably connected with hot water pipes and the kitchen range but there it was and the first sight of it made flair a tenant mrs bonnet did not hold with bathing 
her sympathies were more towards the method of r l in his toilet and the clerks on the intermediate floors made no raid upon the place either but flair asked and obtained leave to use the bath provided she gave mrs bonnet no further trouble over her ablutions at all as a matter of sacred solemnity she confided her extraordinary luck to nous autres and admitted them to the privilege of the bath every one of them sharing in the labour involved no one who has not lived in cheap lodgings in side streets of london or even a low rented house realizes the joy of a real bathroom nous autres usually possess their own small tubs and bribe an unwilling servant to carry up meagre cans of water as often as may be they would do it themselves if a pump were accessible but when mrs bonnet cooked somewhere in the bowels of the earth it seemed to flare by a process of enchantment there was plenty of hot water and one had only to turn the tap and soak mrs bonnet had a weakness for a good coal fire and her range was a large one flare nearly got water on the brain physically as well as mentally with cleaning out the bath and magda and frank took turns at scrubbing the bare boards they subscribed for the usual accessories of the place booked their occupancy beforehand and revelled alma had been down before the next meeting of the society had gone into the bathroom feeling gritty she had been in and out of agents all day and emerged with her self-respect restored when she appeared the other chairs were occupied and an extra one to boot for beatrice had brought a friend with her a teacher with qualifications above her own and the brown eyes of a hungry deer nusotra called her b a to enforce her title to the degree and she would have been permanently of the circle had she not been stationed at croydon with the fair to consider alma sat down next to her and purred that was like heaven she said i haven't felt clean since last time any matches flare i've got them b a tossed them into her lap i hope they will build bathrooms to the many mansions up above i'm sure a good many of us will need cleaning by that time said beatrice dryly i wonder whether physical comfort is an element of heaven anyhow physical discomfort isn't said frank that's good enough for me they have crowded up the lunch-room so lately that it is just like struggling at the pit-door of a theatre to get to the order-desk what is your system asked winnie interestedly do you pay so much and choose from the list yes you go and read what the waitress calls the menu and then buy your ticket for the item you fancy do they feed you well oh the food is all right of itself only there is no time to eat it one of the nicest things one gets is stuffed breast of veal and really i had quite a shock the other day i had ordered that particular dish and forgot to say what vegetables so the girl came back to me and said suddenly and what will you take with your stuffed breast miss my figure being all my own i felt it rather hard let's get back to heaven said hilda as the laughter subsided frank always demoralizes us beatrice what is your opinion it will be always morning there said beatrice slowly after one of her characteristic pauses at least one will feel as one does in the morning after a good night as if everything were possible and one wanted to be happy 
I don't even want that at night. It will be something beyond comprehension, said Winnie, who declined scriptural problems as the only escape from disbelief. It is noticeable that the two most irreligious members of the society were Winnie, whose father was a clergyman, and B.A., who had been brought up in a strictly church-going family. It will be simply going to sleep, said Flair. I wonder if we have our heaven on earth, mused Hilda, turning her head with one of her sudden lovely movements and striking her company dumb with appreciation of her profile. I am certain that we have our hell. Oh, we have our hell, said Winnie dryly. I never heard of anyone having their heaven, though. All pleasure has a sting in it. All our pleasure, anyhow. A great orchestra giving a perfect performance of certain music gives me a foretaste, anyhow, Frank admitted. But I can't talk about it. No, and you show your enjoyment by crying. Most people do when they declare themselves perfectly happy. Do you call that heaven? Winnie's quick laugh was a little scornful. I like crying in that way, said Alma. I enjoy the thing all the more. Well, you won't get it in heaven, said Winnie. So don't you think it, dear. They won't even let you carry a pocket handkerchief in the pocket under your wing. You are not supposed to need it. Nonsense, said Alma, opening her big eyes wider. If I can't cry, I shan't play. And besides, you might have a cold remarked beatrice gravely i know just how an angel sneezes it is a little soft sound like a humming-bee frank's and hilda's susceptibilities are being hurt said flair uncrossing her knees because r l had intimated that he wished to jump up winnie who was sitting next to her leaned over and rubbed his head remarking poor pussums sardonically and flair instinctively interposed her hand to protect the big blunt muzzle do let him alone winnie she said fretfully he's not well i think he never wants to be nursed if he is flair's temper was only touchy with regard to r l if the other girls wanted to tease her they treated him with mild disrespect and watched flair turn to bay with open amusement he likes it said winnie mischievously i never knew the male animal that did not what were we talking about? Oh, heaven, I don't like your view, Flair. It's cold and impersonal. Nor I, chimed in Alma. I want people. I want all sorts of people whose society I ought not to enjoy on earth. Surely in another world one will have one's innings. The pupils of her eyes enlarged themselves, and she saw some one whom her friends did not see, filling a private heaven of her own it would be an illegitimate heaven under the rose or it would hardly be alma's the worst of it will be she confessed with a sigh that everything will be allowed and acknowledged and human nature is so constituted that it loves forbidden fruit winnie's hazel eyes looked at her sympathetically across the room what nonsense said flair scornfully you wouldn't bother over it anyway if you were asleep who wants society when they are unconscious winnie's and alma's eyes met again and flashed a sudden amusement one might began alma winnie laughed one certainly might she began in her turn are you so tired flair hilda put in with a gentleness that was almost hurried i live through the day in order to go to bed at night said flair philosophically 
the days are duties and the nights indulgences or rewards life is just the same on a larger scale we are all living through it in order that we may have leave to die isn't that so true for you flare magda spoke bitterly beatrice who had been watching her from the corner and thought that it was a cloudy day for april's lady but the sunshine had not broken up the clouds as usual and she wondered magda had not spoken of the dissolution at the office as yet i shall be glad when it's all over she said won't you hilda i'm very strong said hilda simply and it was true her physique was considerably better than most of the others but had it not been so she would have broken down long since for she added an impossible home life to her working day hilda was waiting she did not know for what but the vitality in her was its own promise of fulfilment and she would not surrender life until she had at least sucked some sweetness from it it has occurred to me said beatrice and her voice sounded awe that there will be a day of judgment before heaven in my opinion there will be no day of judgment to speak of said b a bluntly we shall all be so busy asking questions that the almighty will have all he can do to answer them i am looking forward to it myself as the one thing that makes life bearable there will be an explanation of so much that seems purposeless and intolerable now i want that explanation badly amongst other things i should like an explanation of news ultra said winnie dryly evolution will give you that where the hardship seems to me to come in is that we were looked after as sharply as the last generation up to a certain age when we were turned out to sink or swim handicapped by the very theory of men and women's relation to each other which had been taught to us frank and flare and winnie will all bear me out and so will magda it says much for the modern woman that she is as nice as she is considering the bewildering experiences of her life don't you agree with me flare i don't believe in negative virtue said flare bluntly the woman who keeps herself pure by steering scrupulously clear of temptation is a prudent person at best a coward at worst she is colourless and unsympathetic and inevitably uncharitable it is those who have faced temptation who have even fallen and struggled to rise again who are good there is no such thing as a good man or woman who has never had a chance to be bad they are simply unproven and hold their diploma by fraud give me the fighting angel that's me said magda promptly and unexpectedly i am going off now to carry out flair's ideal in the most literal sense and fight with a large hot crowd at the westminster baths report said flair idly as the art editor looked to see that the fountain pen was in its place and ruffled the notebook leaves wherein she would take both an outline of the proceedings in shorthand and one of the actual scene in a few rough strokes to refresh a tenacious memory yes there's a ladies swimming competition on to-night three or four clubs and it's rather an important event in women's sports i told them i would take the report but i did not see going down until late as all i want is the finals her face altered unconsciously for they to magda 
simply meant that she had as usual thrown herself into the breach to take a minor worry off the mind of one man it was not rightly speaking her work but the editor was short of reporters and she had volunteered it meant exactly three hours extra work after her day was done intense heat and tire and an expression of relief in one pair of masculine eyes before which she unconsciously martyred herself to everyone's surprise magda's most of all flair dragged her lazy body out of the hammock chair if you can wait five minutes while i put on a hat she said i'll come with you i can go in on your pass i suppose and i'll do it for my l c london correspondence will some of you lend a hand and get the chairs up to my rooms again i am sorry to turn you all out so early if it were possible to suspect flair of virtue one might attribute her sudden energy to some intuitive feminine sense that told her magda would be better off for a companion just now but it is just as possible that she merely pleased herself as it was half-past nine they were not sorry to go five minutes later the room with the packing-cases was dark and silent only a flake or two of cigarette ash on the floor telling of the vitality lately gathered there and out into the dark spring night went two women across the roaring strand where the noise of pleasure had succeeded that of work down the steep incline of villiers street into the hot gulf of the underground railway to report on the stronger physique and modern athletics of their more fortunate sisters it was a great night for the ladies swimming clubs and a long struggle in the water-polo match flair and magda did not get home until midnight and r l very cross got out of the central position he had taken on flair's bed and lay down on her feet in lieu of a hot water bottle End of chapter three